Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join hosts Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. All right, welcome to Think Big with Dan and Cossum, and our guest today is Tyler. So, Tyler, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you live and what you do for a living. Yeah, uh, my name is Tyler Phillips. I live in Los Angeles. I moved around a lot in the past few years, but settled here last year. And uh, I guess I have two jobs now. I, I'm an entrepreneur, and I started a, a snack brand in 2020. Um, but then along the way, it's been ups and downs, kind of uh, bootstrapping the brand on my own. And so I was kind of able to find a job recently that still piques my interest and allows me to get a lot of great knowledge that helps uh, my brand too. And that's in the e-commerce world with a, a company from uh, called No Commerce, which I, I help them with business development. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit more about your brand and exactly, you know, what it is and, you know, what makes you better than your competition? Yeah. Um, so at Hummy Snacks, we say we're creating a healthy and yummy snack universe. And so it was really inspired by my childhood. I grew up the oldest of five kids, actually. Um, so it was a very hectic household. And we were in uh, upstate New York. I'd say like uh, middle income in like a suburban area. Didn't have access. I didn't even know of like Whole Foods, I feel like until I went to college. So traditionally, a lot of the foods that we were having in between sporting events and different activities was just your typical kind of uh, snack food and junk food and candy. And so as I got older, I kind of discovered that there are healthier options out there, um, adopted a plant-based diet for a little bit, uh, like went fully vegan. Now more, I would say more just plant-based. I eat primarily vegetables, tofu, vegan alternatives, but then I'll have fish and eggs on occasion. But the big difference too was I also cut out uh, a ton of added sugar from my diet and processed ingredients and just saw how much better I felt. And so looking back on childhood, uh, a lot of those foods that I spoke about earlier, like the junk foods and the candies, they're marketed in a really fun way. And so didn't want to lose that magic of the fun, but uh, was inspired to create a brand that kind of used those marketing uh, tricks, I guess, if you want to call them, and then would use it to power food that's good for you. Um, so in 2020, we launched kind of just as an idea. I was living at the time in Puerto Rico. I actually had moved out there after college, um, kind of connected. If we want to dive down a different rabbit hole, that was like a whole Web3 and cryptocurrency part of my life. Um, where I was investing in the space, looking to work with another friend to advise companies and how to use the technology. But yeah, so basically ended up in Puerto Rico for a few years, discovered my love of working with startups and in that environment. Um, it's very collaborative, fast moving, all things I really liked. And then at the time was developing, it was uh, ice cream was kind of the first product idea. So it was like a dessert hummus ice cream that had some protein in it sounded really wacky tasted pretty good like people didn't even know that there was chickpeas in it and so that was the idea at the time i was lucky enough that although covid happened and um, some partners and investors backed out um, when covid hit i was able to find an accelerator program in washington 
Washington, D.C. that uh, helped the brand get started and helped me learn a lot about the food space. And then since then, it's kind of been off to the races, pivoting a few times from frozen desserts uh, to now wearing shelf-stable snacks. And the product that we've been uh, releasing out here in Los Angeles and then a little bit nationwide is a better-for-you alternative uh, to M&M's. And that's kind of it. As I'm wrapping up, I realize I answered your question for a quick answer on, on what I'm doing with an extremely long explanation. But hopefully that kind of helps convey the, the I guess, nonlinear journey that I think a lot of founders can relate to and know that nothing goes as planned and you kind of jump from one thing to the next and try to keep the positives and learn along the way. Great. So um, uh, when you face COVID and obviously in COVID, there were many, many businesses faced a lot of challenges. But I believe the technology was was the only thing that was giving much better opportunities to the businesses. How technology helped your business in, 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 in the time of COVID and how it is helping you at, at this time? First and foremost, it allowed me to apply into that accelerator that I mentioned. Like it was, a, I think, a hybrid process. Primarily, they before that point, they were just focusing on businesses in DC and they open the applications up to apply digitally. So I did like kind of a call like this, um, except my camera was working and it was on. And I was able to do like a, a shark tank pitch to this accelerator program. Um, but I didn't need to be in DC. Whereas beforehand, uh, before COVID happened, you would have had to be in DC, which probably would have meant you were located nearby. Um, and I don't know if I would have applied as, as someone who was living in Puerto Rico. Other than that, I did mention like Web3 and cryptocurrency a little bit. That literally like helps me bootstrap the business. I was really fortunate to get into that space um, a little bit early, like in 2017, and um, kind of just kept rolling forward investments into some things that were trending. So things like NFTs, um, Gary Vaynerchuk was always someone that I listened to a lot. And so when he came out with his uh, NFT project called VFriends, I was like one of the first people uh, to mint some of those. And then those investments, I wanted to go to the conference that he was putting on. So I got a ticket for myself and two tickets uh, for two friends that I wanted to bring every year. And those tickets were the for in the form of NFTs. I figured it'd be great learning experience as I was starting this new venture. What ended up happening was like the value and the price of those NFTs went way, way too high, more than what I could like really turn up. And uh, so I ended up selling some of those and that helped me kind of extend my bootstrapped runway uh, with the business. Besides that, I mean, even day to day, like I use things like AI to help us with our copywriting. Uh, so it's using chat GBT when it first came out and continue to use it and find new use cases. It can even help like code and tweak some of our Shopify code. So if I wanted to like install a carousel, but I didn't know how, I can now ask that instead of maybe beforehand, I would have had to hire uh, an expensive dev to just do something that doesn't take that long. So uh, as for now, you are uh, handling your website on your own, like you, you, are, you, are, you are installing the plugins and sort of all these things and coding the website or still that expensive de developer is working on it. Uh, I would say hybrid. 
I, I okay. it, yeah, I was able to use like one of the freelance websites. So uh-huh. I used Upwork and talked with a lot of developers, found one that uh, we worked really well together. And then I kind of put together a detailed plan of the design that we were to lay out, um, researched a little bit like the tools um, that I thought we needed versus the ones that are probably unnecessary right now. I think some of my time working in e-commerce too, um, outside of my having my own business, I got some good exposure to what's kind of the basic tools that every successful e-commerce company kind of has in common. And so I've started to implement those on our website. If I'm being perfectly honest though, um, that's one area of improvement, ironically, for the business is we've been driving primarily most of our sales in retail. Um, and then the second channel is selling online through Amazon. And so the, the third and like lowest chunk of the pie for the brand is uh, selling direct to consumer on Shopify, um, which I just feel a little bit weird about because that's where I've been working full time. And like, I'm surrounding myself with all these amazing founders who have like really optimized websites and they're scaling uh, some of them like extremely profitably on there and they know how to hack it. And I'm just trying to learn as much from them and then also realize that everyone builds their business differently. And it just because it works for someone else might not mean that D to C really makes sense. Maybe for the product we have right now, maybe the consumer is used to buying a candy as an impulse buy um, at checkout and they want to try it first. You normally like your AOV to do well online is a little bit larger. Um, that's like AOV is average order value for those who are listening. But yeah, just learning lots of things uh, when it comes to selling online too. Sure. So in terms of tools that you're looking at, like what types of tools are you looking at right now that you think can really help your business? Yeah. Um, something that I found interesting that I helped a friend with who has a, an awesome uh, pickleball business, maybe it could be a f- good future guest if he's open to um, coming on the podcast, but um, his company is called Enhanced Pickleball and he's uh, been like an incredible founder to watch. He uh, actually worked with me when he was still in college. He was helping to like represent Hummy at some conferences out West uh, before I made it out here. And then he ended up launching his business and they're in the pickleball space. They sell training equipment. So higher AOV, he's able to do well and scale profitably through ads. And one of the things that he was having trouble with though is like a cash flow crunch. So figuring out why, if he knows he's making a profit on his sales, why is his bank account balance going down? And that was just because of the amount of orders coming in were increasing and then his money was all tied up in inventory. So we had to look into some tools that helped. He didn't want to get diluted. And sometimes it doesn't make the most sense to raise money if all you really need is just to free up cash, like everything else was kind of working. And so we looked into some of these cool tools that help with uh, cash flow financing. And I think those are some of the things that I'm interested in, like towards the end of this year, early next year to kind of help fill in the gap. I think I'm a little different in that I do want to raise money at some point with like a seed round. Um, But it's just a matter of figuring out how do you get enough money to grow and have enough traction at that point to where you can get 
a decent valuation because the market's tough right now. So kind of want to wait that out. But then also too, the more you can grow on your own being bootstrapped, then the better valuation you can get and the less equity you need to give up when you do uh, need to raise. Okay, great. What is the definition of success in your point of view? Yeah, that's a, a tough one. Sometimes from family members, like they'll say like, oh, like, good to hear you're doing well. I just want you to be successful. And then sometimes I would, I would say back like, well, that's good because I, I am successful. Like I think success is something that if you're saying that you need to achieve a certain like quantitative thing, it's going to be like the grass is always greener. You're going to reach that. And then you're going to feel like, oh, well, actually I see people that are even further ahead. So I need to do that to feel successful. Um, in my eyes, success is doing, I think, something that adds value to the world and makes others happy, as well as make your, yourself happy and fulfilled. And if you can do that, um, then you're on the road to success. And for me too, balancing your personal life with that passion and, and with a business in some way or a career, I think that's success. Nice. Okay. So what if Hummy were superhero and uh, what would its superpowers be? <laughs> uh, question. I, I can't say I've ever been asked that before. I don't know if he's a superhero, but I, I like uh, video games. And I remember uh, Nintendo's uh, Kirby growing up, the character that can like suck in uh -huh. other characters and adapt and change. I think that would be a cool superpower to have as a business is to be able to adapt as things are changing and bring out different powers that you see in others. So maybe it's like getting inspired by other businesses and seeing how that applies to you and then using that, that superpower and channeling it in a direction, but then you could always keep changing um, over time. Yeah. So because in your, in your audience, in your targeted audience, there are more kids, I believe. So I, I think they should know <laughs> how it could be. <laughs> Kirby. Yeah. And if you don't know, then you've got to play Super Smash Bros. Because that's one of the best games, in my opinion, to, to play with friends. Sure. So uh, what would you say for your business? You already mentioned, you know, adding some of these technological tools. But besides that, you know, top priorities in the next three to six months. Yeah, three to six months. Uh, right now, actually, in the past few months, we've gotten good traction in Los Angeles with some regional retailers. It's something that I have to remind myself is like cool to see because like moving out here last year and kind of being in like a transitory state with the company, like transitioning not only where I'm living, we hadn't had a product release yet since moving to Shelf Stable Snacks. And so like stepping foot in some of these regional ch chains and like thinking about, oh, like our product will be in there one day, but you don't know when that is. And so we finally got some breaks and are in some cool uh, chains out here in Los Angeles um, so really want to focus on doing right by those companies that are now taking a shot on us and meeting more of their customers who are doing a lot of demos and promotions um, so that we can introduce the product more uh, to customers that are shopping at places we're located in. And then in addition to that, there's been a ton of requests in the past year. I, I've spent, I don't know, over like hundreds of hours demoing at, at stores and talking with customers and hearing what they like about the product, what they would change, and what new flavors they would want. 
So first, we have some new flavors that are on the way that will be exciting to roll out. Um, one is a, a peanut M&M version. So it's a peanut and dark chocolate coating. It'll be low sugar also, uh, but still, I would say like relatively sweet um, using some of the, the food science ingredients that we include. And then uh, we have a white chocolate. So that'll be the first milk chocolate. And it kind of shows too, um, as a founder, I'm freeing up, I would say, and listening more to our customers. Whereas in the beginning, you might not have that many customers to listen to. And it's more, your business is more about yourself and like what, what problems are you trying to solve with yourself? And I'm not the biggest milk or like dairy consumer, but a big thing that a lot of people have said, especially kids, is that they're asking like, oh, are you going to have a milk chocolate ever? So we're excited to have that white chocolate. That'll be our first milk chocolate product. Also too, working on trying to get these mini muffins released, which I did a Kickstarter for a few years ago now, got it financed, had like a whole up and down journey trying to get it uh, formulated uh, to make sure that it was shelf stable and could sit on a, a grocery store shelf for six months or longer. And then uh, our manufacturer kind of got affected by some labor shortages and other things due to COVID. And so we got the formula finished, but we lost our manufacturer. And now I've just been trying to secure financing and purchase orders for that new mini muffin line. So for any of you that know like Little Bites or Little Debbie's, um, it's a healthier take on that, which is exciting because that was, I think, something that I haven't seen out there yet. And people were really excited about it when we launched the Kickstarter. Hopefully some of that excitement is still there and hasn't completely died down, although it's taken a, a long time to release that product. But I'd be very happy if in six months we can get that out into the market too. Hey, so what is the, uh, what is the biggest thing uh, you wish you knew before you started uh, this business? That nothing is going to go as you plan, which I <laughs> a little bit, but like, I mean, I started it a few months before COVID. So that was kind of the wake up yeah. call is like the whole world as we know it is you can't predict anything. And like, sometimes I hear about, I guess you have a mix, like some entrepreneurs are really good at, they do come up with a plan and they're actually able to like execute it and follow it pretty closely and like achieve what they set out to achieve. Then there's others that I've heard say like, they never even had a business plan or they didn't even know you needed one. And like, they just went out and they tweaked and adapted and kind of listened to the market and their customers and ended up uh, uh, building their business over time. And I think I came in with a mix of the two. Um, I was a very good like student growing up. So mm -hmm. sometimes that's good. Other times I think that can hinder you because you think like more that everything you, you read and case studies, it's going to help you, but nothing's going to help you as much as just jumping into it and learning and uh, being open to failing along the way. Sure. So if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where do you expect things to be for Hummy Snacks? Uh, yeah, in one year, hopefully those mini muffins that I mentioned are out um, available with some larger online retailers, actually, that we're talking about doing like a limited release for. And then there are a few. So outside of just food and beverage, there's always been a component to the brand where we want to start using the characters to storytell outside of just food and snacks. 
And so maybe in a year, there's some more development um, in that. That's kind of come in waves of creative efforts by friends or colleagues or people that I've met along the way who kind of want to join in to maybe help write. Like we have some TV spec scripts that have been written in like pitch decks. Um, I've got this one guy who works at a co-op that I always demo at. who's was uh, every time like, dude, you got to make these into a video game. And then I ended up talking to him this past weekend and found out like he actually knows a decent amount, like definitely more than me when it comes to like coding and making something like a minimum viable game possible. So things like that. And then all through the lens of like educating people more about the dangers of having too much sugar and promoting like just being conscious of what fuel you're putting into your body. And I think we can do that in a very fun way through other media like film, TV, animation, even like a a video game of some sort uh, that doesn't like hit you over the head with it, but kind of like cleverly hides uh, the education in there. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, do you mind sharing your website or your so, social media handles? Like, What's the best way for somebody to get in contact with you and your brand? I'd say it's a great way with like how you reach out to me, Dan, on, on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I spend time every day. So that could be a good way. You can also reach me by email at T-Y-L-E-R at H-U-M-M-I-I dot com. Um, and then besides that, if some of these snacks sound appetizing to you, you'd like to shop um, and support us, you can go to www.hummihummii.com. Um, or you can find points on Amazon too. So if you just type in P-O-I-N-T-S and then chocolate, uh, you should be able to find the product and, and get it pretty easily there. Sounds great. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for your time. We're rooting for you. Hopefully in a year from now we can chat as your company keeps growing and scaling. Yeah, that sounds great. I think that's cool how you're yeah. doing that so as a, a podcast host to kind of follow the journey and not just leave off uh, with the first interaction. Yeah, for sure. It's exciting. Yeah. We've talked to so many people. Yeah, but thank you so much for your time and I really appreciate it. I appreciate Thanks, it. Too. Great talking. Thanks. Thanks, All man. Right, thanks. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.